Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with his own nicotine pouches. Well, the green flag is out for episode number three of NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. Chris Wilner and my co-host Kyle Ricky back with us from Killingly, Connecticut. Kyle, uh, it is Daytona 500 week. Can you believe it? It is finally time to go racing in the NASCAR world. Are you excited? I am very excited. I can't wait to get down there. I see the temperature for race weekend is going to be in about the mid-70s, which is a far cry from where it has been here in Connecticut. Well, not really. We had one day last week where we hit the 60s and then it snowed four inches the next day. It's been weird, but I'm looking forward to getting down to the beach. going to be a great week of racing. Yeah, absolutely. We had some nice weather here too in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, but uh, it was a little chilly down in New Smyrna as we roll right on through the World Series of Asphalt continuing on this week. And uh, the big headliner on Saturday was the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour season opener. The first time the series has run at New Smyrna. And Kyle, we had him on the show last week. Big money living up to his name. Yeah, the new Smyrna Visitors Bureau 200 for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour for the first time ever. Hard to believe. Uh, Modified's been part of racing at New Smyrna since the 70s, but never the tour until last week. And it was in front of a sold-out crowd. They stopped selling tickets, I think, before qualifying, which was unbelievable. That included pit passes. Great field, great race. Matt Hirschman able to pick up the race win, the two-time defending uh, New Smyrna World Series champion in a modified uh, picking up right where he left off a year ago, holding off Eric Goodale at the checkered flag. Mike Christopher Jr., who uh, that partnership that he has uh, made with Tom Baldwin Jr. over the last couple of seasons continued to develop nicely down in Florida. I picked up a checkered flag up here at the Stafford Speedway last summer and a podium finish in one of his first NASCAR modified tour starts. John McKennedy and Tyler Ripkema, the 2020 Rookie of the Year, rounding out the top five. But there were some other big stories deeper in the field, including Chris, the last year's champion and the driver that's won the last two championships. Yeah, absolutely. Justin Bonds and you're finishing dead last in 31st position after a blown engine. And 
you know, it's kind of just uncharacteristic, right? We're not used to seeing the kind of early troubles from Justin, but um, certainly if you're a champion like he is, we know he's going to come back strong, but also Ryan Priest making his yep. appearance in Old Blue, finishing into the 10th position, got spun around lap 140 or so. Good to see him recover for a top 10, but boy, that Old Blue was fast. He probably could have had a shot at a podium finish if it wasn't for that incident. Look good there at the front of the field early on in the race. It was pretty much uh, Matt and Ryan at the point checking out in the first half. And then you mentioned that incident uh, right around the three-quarter mark. And, and boy, it's going to be fun now to watch Justin and that 51 team kind of have to climb their way up through the standings. Uh, and he's going to have to think about it for a while because they don't race again until April 1st at the Richmond Raceway in Virginia. So uh, going to be fun to watch Justin and, and to see just in general how this tour develops. A great car count, uh, over 30 taking time on Saturday night at New Smyrna, and hopefully that trend continues as we head into the summer months. Super late models also on the docket, rolling through their World Series of Asphalt competition on Friday. It was the local driver, Brad May, picking up his fourth career World Series of Asphalt victory, win number 17 of his uh, career in the super late models. And then on Sunday, Stephen Nassi finally getting into victory lane. That drought lasting, uh, I think he last won back in June so of last year. So pretty good to see Stephen uh, taste the checkers as well. Yeah, great late model or super late model fields, great pro late model fields as well. Uh, Michael Hine picking up the race win on Friday night. On Saturday night, Giovanni Ruggiero picked up the race win, and then Hine was back in victory lane on Sunday, and he's been the most consistent uh, early in the week with all podium finishes. So great racing every night. Good to see good fields of cars. Uh, the, the Florida modified scare me a little bit. Um, sometimes <laughs> they can't even take the green flag without an incident. Uh, which seems to be the case every year for some reason. Terry Fisher uh, picking up several wins already this week and, and and several podiums as well, finishing second the first two nights of competition. Um, but man, they uh, they can wreck some race cars. Yeah, it was a, definitely a, a yard sale there after a couple of those races. But, you know, it's a battle of attrition. And when you talk World Series of Asphalt Racing at New Smyrna Speedway, everybody wants to, you know, taste a victory there and grab a checkered flag. So, uh, yeah, definitely interesting for sure. But uh, we'll see what happens here the rest of the week. And we talked last week, Kyle, about you know, rumblings of, you know, national super late model tours. Well, the SRL uh, launched their first look at a what is a – I guess, early national championship with a few of their races. And it all kicked off at Citrus County Raceway with the 125 lapper and uh, a familiar name also getting the race. So a lot of dr big name drivers left New Smyrna on that Saturday to go run this race at Citrus County. But it was Ty Majeski getting the big win, leading from the pole and led every single lap. To hold off a pretty big name in second in Bubba Pollard, who finished in that second posi uh, position, another uh, familiar name Derek Griffith in the top five a good field of 24 cars took the green flag so that's where uh, the supermodel or the, the super late model teams went on Saturday night they were not part of the competition at New Smyrna with the NASCAR modified tour in town uh, the racetrack at Citrus County in Inverness Florida 90 miles west of New Smyrna or in central Florida about a three-hour car drive so um, but they were able to get there and uh, back to New Smyrna for competition on Sunday. But congratulations to Ty Majeski, not only picking up the race win, but also he's been in the news as far as NASCAR's national spotlight is concerned as well. 
Yeah, he certainly has, and they had to outrace the rain, but Ty Majeski then immediately turning right around, heading back to New Smyrna, where he announced that he'll be running a full season of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series this year for Thor Sport. Obviously, we, uh, for those that maybe didn't know, he was an engineer for Thor Sport this last year, so now getting back behind the wheel full-time, obviously no stranger to the Truck Series, having run uh, mostly a almost full season for Nice Motorsports here the last couple of years, uh, but it's finally getting his crack at a championship, and uh, certainly one of the hottest drivers on the short track level at this point uh, coming into the season. So be an eye on, keep an eye on Ty Majeski, who's going to run a full schedule once again in the NASCAR Truck Series with Thor Sport Racing. And he's got a familiar crew chief, too. Joe Shear Jr. is going to make the calls, and we've obviously know the success he's had with Johnny Sauter. So really good pairing, I think, Kyle. Yeah, going to be uh, fun to watch. Obviously, Thor Sport, always a force to, to be reckoned with in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, picking up a, a ton of championships over the years with Matt Crafton and most recently with Ben Rhodes. Sauter's found success there. So it'll be just interesting to see how Ty fits into that, uh, to that bunch full-time here in 2022, beginning this Friday night at the World Center of Racing. And some other news happening this week, Anheuser-Busch, the beer company and its uh, product, Bush Lighter, have announced an Accelerate Her partnership to where they're going to, over the next three years, allocate $10 million to females in the sport looking to make a name for themselves, uh, rising through the ranks in NASCAR's top three series as well as the short track ranks. And it includes currently ARCA drivers Amber Balkin, truck series competitor Jennifer Joe Cobb, Natalie Decker, as well as short trackers Brittany Zamora, Stephanie Moyer, Tony Brininger, and plenty of others. So an interesting and, and really unique partnership that's going to happen for uh, raising uh, more funds and for more opportunities for females in the sport to uh, make a name for themselves at the big uh, top three series in NASCAR. And Kyle, it's something that's been talked about years after years, but to have a big company like Anheuser-Busch put its stock behind some of these young racers, that's got to be uh, really good for the future of the sport. And I think that's something everybody wants to see. Everyone wants to see the ladies in motorsports succeed. We saw the reaction that Kaylee Bryson got when she won the B-Main. Yeah. At the Chili Bowl, we saw the reaction that Haley Deegan got years ago when she won in the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West Series for the first time, and, and again a year ago with, with Gracie Trotter. So um, it's nice to see Anheuser-Busch mm -hmm. stepping mm -hmm. up and supporting these young ladies that uh, most of them very established in the sport. Uh, Melissa Fifield in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. She was, I believe, the only lady in competition the other night. In the modified opener at New Smyrna, you mentioned Amber Balkin, Tony Breidinger, Stephanie Moyer going to run the ARCA East Series this year and, and on down the line. And I believe there's even some funds for, um, for Haley when she becomes of age here this summer, I believe, uh, in July. Yeah, absolutely. That was a that was a big note on the press release was, you know, believe it or not, Haley Deegan, not even 21 years old yet, so she can't partake, but there will be some funds set aside for those young racers that um, aren't eligible quite yet. But obviously, Haley Deegan, uh, successful in her own right with all of her sponsorship backing. Mm -hmm. So really good to see from Anheuser-Busch. And uh, the other newsmaker is going to be one of our guests here coming up, Drew Dollar, making not one but two announcements this week. Uh, going to run a part-time ARCA schedule on the Menards, uh, ARC Menard Series National Tour with Kyle Busch Motorsports and that team's first foray into the Arc Menard series, as well as four Xfinity races coming up on all the super speedways in 2022 for Joe Gibbs Racing. So we'll dive in all of that because Drew Dollar is coming up next here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. We'll be right back. And now joining us via Zoom here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, Drew Dollar, who's made quite a bit of news here in the last couple of days or so, first announcing his Arc Menard Series deal with Kyle Busch Motorsports on a part-time schedule, and now running the NASCAR Xfinity Series for the first time for Joe Gibbs Racing. Welcome in, Drew. Yeah, no doubt. I'm definitely really excited about the news, and 
even more excited to just get to the racetrack. Before we dive too deep into it, is there any more coming? <laughs> I don't think we'll see anything. Nothing soon. Nothing All soon. Right, well, well, hopefully for your case, you can fill in a little uh, some of the some of the races that you're currently not uh, running. Right. But uh, let's let's talk about uh, Daytona coming up this week. Now, a double header for you, and you've run well there in the past, especially in the Arkham Menard Series, finishing second there a year ago. You've won at Talladega. What about Super Speedway racing? Do you like? Yeah, I've I've always felt really comfortable on the speedways and in both the trucks and and the uh, Arca cars. So, uh, but yeah, running running the Camry in the Arca Series will be my third year on the speedways. So uh, definitely have a good notebook for that. And I'm excited to get there and, you know, finish, I guess we finished third in 2020, second in 2021. And hopefully this year we finished first at Daytona. You've kind of bounced around a little bit over the last couple of years running between the ARCA and then a part-time truck schedule last year. What is it about maybe that versatility of being able to run different series during the course of a year that helps you as a driver the most? Yeah, it can definitely be tricky uh, changing between different cars, but I think it, I think it, you know, it, it's helped me learn to adapt to different different cars and different series as well, and, and you know, racing against different competitors. So um, hopefully, that's something I can I can take with me into the Xfinity series, and uh, you know, something something that'll that'll help me with that transition. That uh, that schedule that Chris mentioned a moment ago, different series and different places last year anyway, didn't allow you to run for the series championship. Is that something you're okay with as you continue to, to find your footing? For sure. I mean, I'm, I'm just having a fun time running these races that I'm running. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed and, and fortunate to have the opportunities that I do. So um, just make the most of them. And, but the main thing is just having fun and, and, and having, and being focused as well on, on getting the best results I can. So um, yeah, I mean, last year was really my decision. I want, I wanted to run those racetracks on the Arca side and, and the truck side as well. Those are the ones that I was looking forward to going to. So uh, I was able to race those and really love the speedway. So that's what, that's what we ended up doing in, in the Xfinity series as well. So um, I like my schedules that I've had and um, yeah, I mean, I guess, 2020 is when I ran the full series of Arca and there, and there's some tracks there that, that I, I decided I could do without maybe, you know, the dirt tracks I didn't have, have the most fun on. So um, last year was really just running the tracks I wanted to go to. And, and it's really the same thing this year. What's the biggest thing you think you've taken between working now with KBM on the truck side for a part-time schedule, mm -hmm. but then now going into launch their Arca program, how has it been working with Kyle, that whole team? And what do you, does your ARCA background, your experience bring to launching this new program in this series? Yeah, it's really cool. I'm excited. Uh, first time Kyle Bush has ever had an ARCA, ARCA series entry. So I'm, I'm honored to, to be a part of that and be able to be the first driver in, uh, in Daytona will be, will be really cool. Um, obviously I have you know, a couple of years of ARCA now, so I feel like I'm able to bring a little bit to that, that new program and, and, you know, having Mark McFarland as a crew chief, obviously he, he has plenty of experience in the Arca series as well. And it's been extremely successful um, lately, you know, with Ty Gibbs last year. So, uh, so we'll see, I feel like the, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a transition with a new team and uh, not just for me, but really for everybody at, with Kyle Busch Motorsports, but um, it's, it's, it's cool. And uh, I'm excited to get out there and hopefully get some, get some wins for the team. You mentioned Mark McFarlane. Have you been able to build any more of those relationships, whether it be at Kyle Busch Motorsports or Joe Gibbs Racing, like your your truck teammate and in, in Sammy Smith or our teammate? Yeah, yeah. The uh, I've been able to hang around the shop a good bit as uh, at, at Joe Gibbs Racing as well. So um, it's been good. I've 
you know, the, the Kyle Busch side was, was, you know, everything's pretty similar to last year, you know, same, same name and everything. So not too much of a transition. The biggest transition has been uh, to the Xfinity side of things and, and running for, for Joe Gibbs racing is really cool and race for coach. And it's, it's definitely a, definitely a great organization. And, and I'm really, really honored to be a part of it. You're one of the drivers involved with the Toyota racing development and that kind of pipeline of new drivers. How much competitive or how competitive is it with all of your, the young talent that are coming through and just finding those opportunities? And obviously, I feel like it's one of the best programs that's going to really elevate, you know, kind of the new generation of drivers here as we go through the next couple of years. Yeah, I think it's great. It, it really just pushes your. It really just pushes you to be better or be the best version of yourself. So uh, to see others and maybe in the Toyota gym push themselves, it makes makes me push myself harder. Or uh, you know, I try my hardest to to push the hardest and, and try to set an example. So everyone's kind of on the same team, but at the same time they are competing for the same rides. So um, so it's cool. I mean, it's it creates a good environment. Uh, I feel like it's a healthy competitive environment uh, for everybody. We've talked earlier in the, in the interview about you running so well at, at the super speedways uh, the last couple of years on the podium at Daytona, when at Talladega. Uh, does the Arca series in general get a bad rap at super speedways? Because you always hear, oh, God, they're running the Arca race before the Xfinity race. Hopefully they can, you know, clean everything up in time for the Xfinity race. I mm -hmm. feel like we're not seeing that aggressive racing like, like we once were. And as somebody that's been in those events the last couple of years and at the front, I mean, how would you kind of summarize those races? Yeah, I think it's good racing every so often. There's a mistake or two made that, that results in a, in a pretty good wreck, but it's, you know, honestly, it seems like there's more wrecks in, in the top three series than there are in Arca. So uh, Arca does a good job at, at really the, the way the cars are um, kind of the rules keep you in this box, but the, the, the cars are really, secure really stable all the way around the track pretty much everywhere um obviously there's some positions you can get yourself in that can get you in trouble with with air and stuff like that but um as long as you're smart out there and not driving over your head these arca cars are are extremely extremely drivable so um that that's something that Sirius has done well uh to really help help new kids when they're getting in the series to uh to learn and, and kind of be able to learn the cars and, and understand how these speedway races are. But I've never had an issue. My Toyota camera's always been, always been pretty stuck to the track. On this show, we love to talk about, you know, grassroots racing and kind of the development of, of the young talent through the short track ranks as you guys get to this level now in your career. Having run the Cars Tour Series, having been a part of the short track series, now you're basically, according to your schedule, a super speedway ace here with all the numbers <laughs> of super speedway race you're going to do. What is the biggest thing that that level of racing has taught you now as you're taking on these new challenges and kind of rising the ladder here in, in the NASCAR Top 3 Series? Right, yeah, I definitely, the, the Cars Tour is extremely competitive and, and those kind of, you know, some of the local races as well, extremely competitive. So um, that's that's that taught me um you know, you got a lot of work to do to, to be able to keep compete with, with, with the top guys. I think some of the best driving there is are at those short tracks. So, um, and some of the most competitive racing there is are at those short tracks. So teach you really tight racing and everything. And, and obviously I didn't, you know, I, I've, I've quickly gotten to, you know, ARC series and, and be able to run trucks and Xfinity over, you know, short few years. So didn't have as much time on those short tracks as maybe I wish I could have, or, or a lot of people have. But I mean, it, it was great for me, and definitely taught me a lot of a lot of really good lessons. And and racing the, around those veterans at the at the short tracks has been extremely, um, you know, beneficial for me moving forward. 
Finally, for you, uh, what does the rest of the week look like for you as you prepare to, to head down to Daytona and hopefully get into some some warm weather come race time on Saturday, not once but twice for you guys? <laughs> yeah, so I'm in school right now, so I've got uh, I've got got some homework to do. I worked really hard this weekend on it, trying to get most of it out of the way, and then um, I'll have some work, you know, this afternoon and, and tonight that I'll get out of the way, and then it'll be 100% focus on on the races this weekend, this Saturday. So on track on, on Thursday afternoon in the ARCA series, and then uh, we'll get the GR super out on Friday. So I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, right. This week is just focus on school a little bit here, here and there. And then, uh, you know, full focus on full focus on the racing. Once I get the school out of the way. I tell you what, you've got your priorities in order because I don't know if I could focus on school knowing that I was going to have a big no. week coming up in Daytona. So props to you and good yeah. luck on all your schoolwork. But so first and foremost, just congratulations on everything, all your success coming into this season. And we look forward to seeing you this week uh, on the track at Daytona and not the Arkham and Art Series, but also making your Xfinity debut. So good luck this week. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Drew Dollar tuning in here and joining us at NASCAR Coast to Coast here on episode number three. We'll be right back. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. And welcome back into NASCAR Coast to Coast. Kyle, I tell you what, Drew Dollar is going to be certainly someone to watch this year. A well-spoken young man and certainly someone deserving of these opportunities. And boy, to make not one but two big announcements heading into the year, that's got to feel really good for his confidence. I'm just bummed we don't get to watch the, him run for a championship. Uh, yeah. He finished top five a couple of years ago, uh, finished, I believe, in fourth in the championship standings in 2020. But apparently the dirt tracks have uh, discouraged him from from running from a full championship. And I tell you what, he's landed some pretty good deals here in just in the last couple of days, running part time, as you mentioned, with Kyle Busch, four races in ARCA, and then another handful of races on the super speedways in the NASCAR Xfinity series with Joe Gibbs racing, no doubt setting him up for some success. And I think we'll be watching him run for a championship at one of these upper levels, not too far down the road. Absolutely. And you mentioned the Ark Menard series. Well, they're going to kick off this week and get kind of Daytona speed week started here as we get set for the Daytona 500 coming up this weekend. Kyle, the, the Ark Menard series race at Daytona, always entertaining. Uh, anytime you put these cars on the super speedway tracks are always entertaining. Who are some of the drivers we're going to watch uh, this year? Try to taste the checkers uh, at Daytona. Ooh, there's a bunch of them, 37 cars on the entry list. And we talked about uh, all the good drivers and good teams that have come into this series a little bit ago uh, with Drew, who was one of my favorites, driving, of course, for Kyle Busch Motorsports. Daniel Dye, going to be uh, a kid to watch, driving for GMS Racing. Corey Heim, last year's Daytona winner. 
He's with Venturini Motorsports. Then you have some of the other notables like uh, Raja Karuth running for Rev Racing. Uh, Sean Core running for his family team. He doesn't run the full series, but I feel like Sean is always at the front of the field in the lead draft at the end of races at Daytona and Talladega. Keep an eye out on him. Amber Balkin, newly married, going to hopefully uh, continue that celebration in victory lane with Rhett Jones Racing on Saturday. Max Gutierrez, who found so much success in the Arca East race at New Smyrna a year ago, driving for Kevin Sawinski. And then you have Andy Jankowiak, one of the great personalities of the Arkham Menard series and in modified racing up in New York, driving for his own team, loves the super speedways, and uh, we'll be keeping an eye on him this Saturday as well. It's got to be really impressive, too, to see the number of cars entered. I think you said 37, but how about the teams, though, to have a Kyle Busch Motorsports enter into the Arc Menard series kind of foray? I mean, what does that do to that series as kind of being the first stepping stone to rising the ladder in, in, in NASCAR? It's no longer the series that it once was 20 or 30 years ago when they went out on lap number one and wrecked 30 of, you know, 40 cars that started the race. We haven't seen that in in the last several years. And, you know, I I kid with Drew a little bit ago, but that's something that, you know, we saw year in and year out at these super speedway races. And it's something that for the better part of the last decade, we have not seen great teams coming into this series further developing this series. And I think, you know, great teams bring more great teams. And, and I think that's why Kyle Busch Motorsports has, has joined the entry list for, for this season, joining the likes of GMS Racing, who we really didn't see much in the Arca series a few years ago. We're beginning to see them more. You know, Venturini's been a staple. Rev Racing now running a lot of these Arca races after developing that team in late models and in legend cars and in the Canaan Pro Series East over the last 10 years. Now, here they are at Daytona, so mm-hmm. going to be a great race come come Saturday afternoon. I can't wait, and, and I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite. I mean, I think everyone pointed toward Todd Gibbs more, more times than not a year ago. I don't think we'll be saying that much this year. I think it, it's wide open right now. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Saturday afternoon, the Arkham Menard Series kicks off their season at Daytona, but the short track scene concludes their speed weeks as well this weekend. Don't forget, Flow Racing has all the coverage of the World Series of Asphalt and New Smyrna Speedway, Super Late Models, Pro Late Models, wrapping up their week-long quest here this weekend. So tune into that on Flow before tuning into the Arkham Menard Series coming up, as well as the Truck Series Friday and obviously the Daytona 500 on Sunday. Kyle, best of luck and uh, safe travels down to Daytona. Looking forward to hearing your coverage on the Motor Racing Network. High atop the Sunoco Tower off of turn number four. Hopefully the weather cooperates, it stays dry, and uh, we have some great racing. I I believe we will. Should be a, a great time. Looking forward to it. Daytona 500 is here, and until next week, we will see what happens in the world of short track racing. For Kyle Rickey, I'm Chris Wilner. We'll see you next week.